This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والتابعين. We praise Allah subhanahu wa taala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and all his household, his companions. May Allah bless them all and bless every single one of us. My brothers and sisters in Islam, we are at the door of the month of Ramadan, and a question I have for yourselves and myself: What is your link with the Quran? What is your relationship with the Qur'an? If the Qur'an was to speak and to say, you are related to me, in what way are you related to the Qur'an? That is a question I need to ask myself and you need to ask yourselves. The reason is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us through the blessed lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith that Al-Qur'anu hujjatul laka aw alayka. This Qur'an will either bear witness for you or it will bear witness against you. So I need to ask myself, the Qur'an will actually speak, it will actually bear witness for me or against me, so it is going to talk about my relationship with it. How exactly is that relationship? I need to be worried about it, and I need to improve it, because if my relationship with the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is powerful and solid, then I will be able to achieve paradise. And if my relationship is not good, then I have wasted my time in this world. This is the dunya that I am in, the world that I am in for a short period of time. I don't want to waste my time in it. I need to use my time in a way that when I die, I have fulfilled what my maker wanted me to fulfill whilst I was alive in this little dunya. So that's why this question arises. Now, I want to spend the next few moments going through our relationship with this Quran. Firstly, not only to recite it. You know, that's very important. I would need to learn Alif and Ba. Someone might say, why must I learn the Arabic language? Well, that's the language that Allah has chosen to reveal the book in. So we are not bigger than the book. The book is bigger than us. So we will adjust ourselves to learn the Alif and Ba. The correct pronunciation and the melodious recitation. Because the Hadith says, Allah has not permitted you to sing. And to chant as much as he has with the Qur'an. That is the maximum that you could ever get to is with the Qur'an. So if someone were to try to recite the Qur'an in a beautiful way, and to actually beautify their voice, and to make sure that this recitation is melodious, that is acceptable. In fact, it is an ibadah. The beauty of recitation is an act of worship, because it's the word of Allah. But whereas if someone were to start singing uh, other types of songs whereby uh, there is bad meaning in and so on, uh, it would be not only something that is terrible and unacceptable, but it would be something that Islam would discourage completely. Yes, they are what we call nasheed. A nasheed which would mean perhaps some poetry in the uh, Arabic language or the English language, some song that is encouraging us to perhaps be better people and so on, that would be permissible within certain limits, but there's no competition with the Qur'an. The Qur'an is on a far higher level. It's the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I need to make sure I've learnt it properly. How many of us can say that as old as I am, 
I am trying to improve my makhraj. Makhraj meaning how the letters are pronounced, where they come from, how they come out, either the throat and so on, how the tongue is connected to some of the letters, the ra and the, the baad and so on. So am I improving it? If I am, I'm achieving something with the closeness to the Qur'an. If I'm not, I lose out. Secondly, beyond just the recitation in the Arabic language, what did I do to try and understand the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Did I attend the tafsir lessons in the masjid? The answer is no. If it is no, I've wasted my time and I wasted my life. The whole life wasted. Why? We die without knowing the meaning of the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahi, that is a shock. Some people say, no, you're not allowed. It's not important. When the tafsir goes on in the masjid, you must walk out. If they tell us that, they are devils in sheepskin. In fact, they are shayateen al-ins. They are devils as the Quran has made mention of from mankind. Because they are diverting you from the word of Allah, your maker. This is a tafsir lesson that takes part in the masjid, for example. You must make sure you drop everything and go and listen to the word of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the most important thing. قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ اللَّهُوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ That which Allah has is far more important. And it is far better and more virtuous than the pastime, the amusement and the business deals that we have. Drop everything and go and listen to the word of Allah. It might be your last day. I'd rather die having learned the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than having died a millionaire who does not have the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So make an effort to learn what Allah has said. Improve your recitation and improve your understanding of the book of Allah. And I challenge you in this short life of yours, I challenge you to go through the meanings of the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It won't take too long, but it's a challenge. Pay people to teach you. Pay the alim or whoever it is to come and teach you something. Learn the word of Allah because that is the word. Your maker who made you as powerful as you think you are. And I think I am. The, the, the way that I'm going to understand why I am here is to look into the word of the one who brought me here in the first place. And that is Allah. Otherwise we are cheaply conned by shaitan to say no. Tafsir of the Quran, don't listen. When it comes to the Qur'an, you just recite it beautifully. You must read Surah Kahf every, every week. Why must you read Surah Kahf? You need to know that. Yes, we should be. I don't deny that. But do you know the meaning of the Surah? Do you know what it is that Allah is telling you that look, the Surah is important and the Qur'an is important? Why? Without going through the meaning, you will never ever know. And you will die not knowing. So you could have read Salah in the first Saf, second Saf. You could have read five Salah a day and six and seven. If you add the Hajjud and some other Salawat. But if you don't know why you were here, you wasted your time. So this is why we say, please my brothers and sisters. And I am pleading with you as a Muslim. Your identity is connected to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you don't know it, you wasted your life. And we read so many books of accounting and becoming doctors and becoming everything else. MashaAllah, we are not saying no. But what about the book that's going to take you to paradise? It will lead you to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu if you read it truly. Because today there are some people who say, only the Qur'an, anything else I don't want. Na'udhu billah. That is dangerous. The Qur'an, if you read it correctly, it will lead you directly to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu And Allah says it quite clearly. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ That's a verse of the Qur'an. Whatever the Rasul sallallahu has given you, you must take it. If he has given you something, you take it. Whatever he has prohibited. If he told you this is wrong, consider it wrong. Don't do it. 
So this is separate from the Qur'an. It's known as the Sunnah. It's known as the life of Muhammad ﷺ, his instructions, his hadith and so on. It's important for us to take this and to understand it. So we have this Qur'an. We do not want it to bear witness against us. So one is, we don't even know what it says. And two is, when we know what it says, but we go against what it says. The Qur'an tells you that usually is haram. This is haram. That is not allowed. And we still say, you know what, it's okay. One day I'll make tawbah. Astaghfirullah. One day I'll repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't commit a sin hoping to repent. No. Sometimes people commit a sin thinking that, you know what, it's okay, Allah is ghafoorur rahim, He will forgive me. That is dangerous. If you have fallen into sin due to your human weakness, then you are more likely to be forgiven than a person who falls into it defiantly. The difference. Someone made a mistake and they bumped into your car. You can say, sometimes come out, you say, look, I'm sorry, no, don't worry. So long as you guys are not injured, it's okay. You know, the car we can always fix. But if someone purposely saw you and they drove into you thinking that, you know what, he's a rich man, it's okay, he'll fix my car. And so he'll probably sue you at that time and say, who do you think you are? So it's important for us to know that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't play the fool. Still he will forgive us because he's merciful. But we don't play the fool with him. We don't do that intentionally. And if we have done it, we ask Allah's forgiveness. Because the Qur'an will bear witness against us. What was the bearing of the witness against us by the Qur'an? Do you know what it is? Firstly, you don't read it. So the Qur'an will say, this man never read me. Secondly, you did not try to understand it. This man never tried to understand me. Thirdly, this man knew what was in me, but he did not adopt it. Fourthly, this man was never bothered to even know what was in me. وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا The complaint of Muhammad ﷺ made mention of in Surah Al-Furqan. He says, Oh Allah, look at my people. They have abandoned this Qur'an. Subhanallah. Do we want to be from amongst those whom Muhammad ﷺ complains about? That, Ya, ya Allah, look at my people. They've abandoned. They took the Qur'an, but they've ridiculed it. Meaning they, they took it just to put on the niche. One of the narrations, the Prophet ﷺ has made mention of how important it is not to just place the Qur'an on a niche or to place it, use it as a pillow. You sleep on it. When I go to sleep, I recite. But I have never ever gone into the meanings of it. I haven't respected the scholars who've studied it in a way that I can learn from them. Because if we don't respect the scholars who've studied the Qur'an, for example, and who've studied the deen, how are we going to take it from them? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to learn the Qur'an. And may He make it bear witness for us and not against us. And this is why, if you look at the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he says in a very beautiful way, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَيَرْفَعُوا بِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَقْوَامًا وَيَضَعُوا بِهِ آخَرِينَ Powerful hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he says, Allah uses the Qur'an to raise the rank of certain people. And he uses the same Qur'an to drop certain people. How? Someone might think the Qur'an, obviously we, it can raise us in status because it's the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the word of Allah. So it can raise us in status. But how, how does it drop a person? Number one, the biggest point, hypocrisy. May Allah safeguard us from hypocrisy. A person who knows and he's reciting, but his intentions are bad. He wants to show off. If a person wants to show off, he will have that showing off. This is why one narration says, on the day of judgment, one of the biggest, one of the first people to be thrown into hellfire will be a person who learned the deen in order to challenge people and to boast and to show off. Is that what you learned the deen for? 
You learn the deen for yourself and to put into practice and to convey in a humble manner to other people. But the minute we want to learn the deen because I can debate with this guy and I can argue with that guy, the Prophet says, whoever has sought knowledge in order to show off with the knowledge and in order to try and challenge those who perhaps have knowledge and so on, they will not smell the scent of paradise. Whoever seeks knowledge in order to challenge people and to boast and show off with the knowledge, they will not smell the scent of Jannah. That means they're going to be far away. So let's not be from those who learn to challenge. When we learn sincerity is something important, learn it because I want to improve myself. And when I improve myself, I will have a feeling in me to say, Ya Allah, you've given me so much, let me share it with other people. Like how when you have wealth, it's your duty to share. It's your duty to pay your zakah and your lillahat and whatever else there is. But when you learn knowledge also, you must not be selfish with it, not myself. You know, we are not women, for example, who have a recipe and when people say, what's the recipe? Say, it's my secret. No, we have something good. We will share it with everyone and say, look, you know what? Everyone benefit, I'll get the reward. May Allah help our women folk to be generous with their recipes as well. Amen. My beloved brothers and sisters, this Quran will bear witness against a person who has not fulfilled its rights, a person who did not try to learn it, a person who did not put it into practice, a person who did not go through its meanings, a person who recited it in a way that was an insult to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have the World Cup that is going on right now. It's going to be going on for part of Ramadan. And we've already heard of the sharpshoot masjids that are advertising. Read your salah and watch the World Cup. You know what that means? Come here, we'll finish sharp sharp, and you'll be finished in time for the first whistle for that World Cup. Don't worry. So is that an insult to Allah? When we die, we're going to say, Ya Allah, I watched all the World Cup matches and I can give you all the scores. And I can tell you who won and I can tell you which referee cheated. And I even know what the bookies did and I know that these matches were fixed and those ones weren't. Is that what will take you to Jannah? So why give preference to the World Cup over your taraweeh? For what reason? Subhanallah. Taraweeh, do you know what word it's derived from? Ar-raha. It means to rest, to relax, to take things easy. So this is why you find you come in for Salatul Taraweeh. According to me, you must choose a masjid that takes the time in reading salah. Because that's your link with Allah. It could be your last salah, your last Ramadan and so on. And believe me, choose the masjid that takes longer. We can make the change. Because then those sharp shooting masajid that insult Allah, we don't want to be from amongst those. The Quran comes and says, you know what? This man read me, but we didn't know when he started and when he said Dalin and when he said Allahu Akbar. There was no even separation between anything. This is an insult to the Quran. So take your time. It's the kalam of Allah. It's the word of Allah. I'm talking to you today. I'm trying to speak in clear cut English so that you understand. Imagine if I were to recite the words of Allah and to rush through them. What would happen? My word, I want it to be clear. But the word of Allah must not be clear. Then surely the Quran will bear witness against me. So take your time when you are reading salah. That's a challenge. If we don't, the Quran is going to bear witness against us. Allah has forced us to read Quran in salah. There is no salah that is correct without reading Quran there. Surah Al-Fatiha and whatever else is to be recited. Because it is the word of Allah. So I am chosen to recite the word of Allah in a beautiful way. Imagine if I have to rush through it. What will I say? Allah says, I gave you the opportunity to read my word. You should have considered yourself honored. Rather, you insulted me by whipping through it in a way that you yourself do not speak. 
All of us, when we talk, we want to be understood. When we speak, we want people to look at us and to understand what we're saying. So why do we read the kalam of Allah in a way that nobody would understand? Even those who know Arabic will say, hey, what did this man just say? Because all we hear is, ya'lamun and ta'lamun and Allahu Akbar. Is that what it is? So let's make a change this Ramadan. I call on the Huffad and those who have, you know, some say over the masajid to slow down the people in Taraweeh. Slow them down. And let's learn, if you cannot stand, you sit, no problem. Bring a chair and sit, sit and read salah. Why? Because the hadith says, Salli qa'iman fa'illam tasta'ti' fa'qa'idan fa'illam tasta'ti' fa'ala jamb. Read salah standing. If you are unable, sit down and read. If you are still unable, lie down and read. But it did not say insult the Quran because you want to finish sharp, sharp. And people want to finish because of football. Today I heard, and I was shocked from someone, not here in this city, but elsewhere, who sent me a message to say, you know what, we have, what is the opinion of winning, what does the Sharia have to say about people who are advertising a masjid to say that we will finish in time for the World Cup and to watch the match. So that's what prodded me to talk about this subject today. And tonight we want to talk about, inshallah, at the other masjid, we want to speak about the lessons from the World Cup. That will be our topic, inshallah. May Allah grant us good lessons. Because there is a lot to learn from the World Cup, really. It's a World Cup that can actually take us to Jannah. In what way? Inshallah, we'll see that tonight. See, people are looking at me. What are you talking about? Hang on. We'll see what we are saying tonight by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because to be honest with you, we see these things, we get involved in them in such a big way. Relate something to Jannah. Relate it to your life. Learn something about it. And lead your life in a way that you will win not only this World Cup, but you win the Jannah Cup, inshallah. May Allah grant it to us. So my brothers and sisters, these are just a few moments I wanted to share with you to tell you we are in the door, we are at the door of this month of the Quran. Learn it, read it beautifully, spend your time. I know a lot of us sitting here, we do not finish the Quran in Ramadan. I know because I'm honest. So what happens, we come, we say, I'll do it. We start off the first day, but we don't finish up. And if we finish up, we do it so quick. Set aside two whole hours a day. That's less than 10% of your day. 24 hours, 2 hours is less than 10%. Set aside 2 hours to read a juice a day. Beautifully. And then you go through its meaning. Beautifully. 2 hours is more than enough. But set aside the time. If you will not do that, there's going to be a problem. The Quran will bear witness against you. Allah will say to you and I, that I sent you so much, what did you do with it? We're going to be questioned, we know that. I sent you the Qur'an. I gave you the month of the Qur'an. There were spiritual moments that were different. Ramadan is different in spirituality from the other months. What did you do in this month? May Allah strengthen us, really. May we become people who love one another. May we be people who have time for the tilawah of the Qur'an and learning the meanings of the, word of the words of the Qur'an. May we be those who dislike the insult when people rush through the Qur'an. It's nothing to be a champion about. It's you're not going to get a certificate or a medal. You're not going to win the World Cup by having finished 10 minutes before everybody else. No. In fact, you are, a, you are a loser who will perhaps be from amongst those whom the Quran will bear witness against. May Allah not do that to me. May He forgive me for wherever I've rushed through the Quran. And may He forgive all of us wherever we've rushed through the Quran. Don't do that. It's an insult to Allah. May Allah make us people who are calm and who understand the great gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد